TV Corner. Hello and welcome to another uh, edition of the Filmcore TV Corner podcast. Uh, my name is Chris Mom in Los Angeles, joined by Armani Barone in Louisiana. Hello, Armani. Hey guys, what's up? And we're here to talk about episodes six and seven of Lovecraft Country. Um, one good episode and one bad episode of uh, an intriguing uh, <laughs> series so far on HBO. So let's dive right into it. Episode six, Meet Me in Daegu, um, is a flashback episode. Uh, we are we open in the Korean War circa 1949 in South Korea, where we meet uh, Atticus's ex-girlfriend. Uh, but at this point in the story, she is not his girlfriend yet. Uh, nursing student Gia, we soon discover that after her mother um, found out that Gia was being molested by her stepfather some years ago, she visited a shaman to possess her daughter with the Kumiho, a succubus-esque nine-tailed fox spirit to exact her homicidal revenge on the stepfather. And what happens is like fox tails sprout out of every orifice, including her eyeballs, and strangle um, the man that she's um, having sex with to death. Um, and in the while that happens, she can like uh, capture all of the man's memories. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Gia paid a price for this. She needs to kill 100 men to be returned to humanity, not just uh, the step pops. So after Gia's best friend is murdered by Atticus for leaking wartime secrets to the uh, communists in North Korea, Gia vows to seduce and kill Atticus, who would be her 100th victim, when she sees him um, recovering from injuries in her hospital. Uh, then, when Gia unexpectedly falls for Atticus, she vows not to use her powers to execute him. Flash cut to winter 1950, so some time has elapsed, and Atticus and Gia are going strong. Then her Kamiho powers pop up mid-coitus and threaten to kill Atticus. Though she is able to stop herself, Atticus flees. Kamiho finds herself haunted by a vision of Atticus's doomed future upon a possible return to the U.S. Uh, Gia and her mother visit the shaman and try to end the Kamiho spell before Gia has claimed her 100th victim. Um, let's just let's cover this episode really quick um, before we move in. Um, uh, this to me has been the best episode of the series honestly like it just it tells a story in such a succinct way um that i feel like a lot of the other ones haven't done and the pacing was really spot on for this like it felt like really like his own almost standalone movie honestly um i was very surprised that it took her i mean i guess i mean i'm trying to think too logically into the whole process of her like finding 100 men to like murder um, in such a small town seems sort of suspicious that like no one would have like you know there's they're not like in New York City you know no one's like pointing out that like hey she's going home with these guys and they're not coming back or like we're not seeing any sort of like missing people's posters or anything because I feel like it's quite a, a lot for this to be a thing but um, I really liked I mean I didn't really like I I I liked the well I guess I did like sorry um I love tragic, like, um, arcs like this and, like, finding out that Gia was really, like, this, um, spirit that was just possessing this vessel and, you know, has on this, go on this whole redemption, not redemption, has to go through this whole process of, like, regaining her humanity through, like, such a, like, a violent act, you know, is pretty hard to, to think about and the fact that she also has, like, 
endure sucking in all these people's memories as well and holding on to those you know so she's really carrying like all this extra trauma aside from like the other horrible things that she has to do you know yeah it's pretty weird i don't want to be too critical of the mom but like wouldn't it have been easier to just kill the stepdad uh than to curse her daughter to have sex with and kill a hundred men that's what you, you would think, but, I mean, as pointed out by Gia, we understand that, that the mother herself is a pretty weak person. So, she got with a man who, like, picked her because of her weakness, and he knew that he could take advantage of her, and thus, you know, um, abuse her daughter. Simultaneously, we can assume that she does not have the strength to carry out this act herself. So, again, she's just, like, instilling more trauma upon her daughter by not only having her endure the first thing with her stepfather, but also causing her to have to like now kill a hundred other people. You know, like the weight of that is pretty extreme as well. Um, I do like how in this episode though, we do see that like Atticus is not a, a good guy. I mean, he's kind of like a monster as well. Right. He's been sort of brainwashed uh, during the war as a soldier and he's, just executing a bunch of people to get to the spy, and then he executes the spy. Yeah, I mean, he really didn't even hesitate. And, like, we're seeing through when Jiha uh, can't control her, her Kumiho powers after, you know, um, they've been dating for a while. We don't, we see not only his past, but also his future, but we've seen, the, like, how he tortured Jiha's friend, who she initially wanted to avenge. And that was... I mean, we can see that, like, Atticus has a very complicated past that is, like, in itself really entrenched in violence, not only from, like, his own, like, home upbringing, but also, like, through, like, what he endured during war. Yeah. And he, I mean, I guess I should clarify, he, he kills one person and then her friend, but his superior kills one or two other people that they suspect of being spies in their nursing unit. I think that's the total... But 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 we we are to assume that Atticus has committed similar horrible deeds uh, in his life as a private during the Korean War. Yeah, he definitely. I mean, he definitely approached it like it wasn't his first rodeo. Indeed, he's like a Terminator out there. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's cool. I agree that this is a really good episode, and it was very like self-contained, which I think really works for the series when they try to have episodes that have a resolution without too much sort of stuff that they throw into the larger narrative. But then sometimes it doesn't yeah. work because, like, the second episode, I guess you could say it was kind of like that. It's, like, a whole episode about this very complicated storyline, uh, and then it wraps up and kills off Tony Goldwyn and stuff right away. But I guess you could also say that it's setting something up for the main storyline, and, and thus, since it is doing that, it's different than a, than a one-off episode, and it should be more they should have given it more space to breathe because it's pretty important stuff relative to more throwaway episodes like this one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to your point, like, it's just like this, we got all the lore we need to get in one go. We didn't have to, like, wait two, two to three other episodes to fully understand, like, what a Kamiho was. So, like, just, like, getting these facts, like, a very clean, like, we understand what the stakes are, we understand her motives, like, we we can easily, like, move forward. I loved, like, even the Judy Garland references who... Judy Garland also suffered her own, like, different abuses while, you know, growing up in Hollywood. So, like, those, like, parallels between the two. But, yeah, I just, I think, I mean, they just really achieved this episode, like, being able to keep it 
very like neat tidy there's a bow on it it, it gives enough mystery to tie into like the bigger storyline with her like warning Atticus about him dying in the future but in all honesty it's almost like if we remove this episode it doesn't like really impact a lot more of the story at this point all right so next week's episode slash last week's episode is uh i am and it's all it's another sort of tangent episode it's mostly about atticus's aunt uh hippolyta um something upon a magical device that takes her into a dimension and time hopping holding cell within a spaceship that's not exactly a holding cell according to the extraterrestrial that is definitely holding her there seraphina um seraphina bequeaths hippolyta with the ability to uh, deep breath to dance with Anita Baker's chorus line in 1920s Paris to train to fight among powerful warriors in the more distant past to visit her now dead husband George during the first moment we meet them in episode one and confront him about his not being properly supportive of her and finally um, to move forward in time as a living incarnation of their daughter Diana's comic superhero Orthea Blue where she and George travel to a distant planet and mingle with green CGI aliens. How much of this is real and how much of this is imagined is anyone's guess, although it certainly seems to all be a construct and somewhat in her head. Uh, Atticus discovers that he may have familiar access to not just the missing 12 pages that his cousin Christina Braithwaite is seeking, um, but also the whole darn book, and travels to St. Louis to meet with a friend of his mother's to find out more. That's the Atticus storyline. And uh, yeah, so, and then I, I didn't write this in my little sum up, but basically uh, Letitia tries to bond with her sister um after discovering that her sister has um you know been staying away um with christina unbeknownst to leticia on the north side but yeah so this episode is mostly about hippolyta um it's pretty confusing um and random and i have to say like the thing about uh hippolyta being Orithia Blue, her daughter's comic book superhero, was not something I gleaned from it, but I had to look it up um, in a review after the fact to figure out what that was. They did have a shot of the comic book uh, at the end of the episode, but I wasn't sure if she manifested the comic book or what the heck that was or, or where we'd seen the comic book before or if we'd seen the comic book before. So, yeah, I was confused. Yeah, I mean, with the Orithia Blue comic book, that was just like... You know, uh, actually, that's so. Her daughter used to write these comic books for George when he would go on his like guide travels. So it was like the next installment in that comic book series. Which, to that point, like we don't the the way it was thrown it. Wait, let me back up in general with this episode. This episode was kind of all over the place, and I really appreciated that we centered um that we cent- centered Hippolyta in this, but I the way it happened I just feel like it just felt so disconnected and we really needed to sort of like tie in what just happened in the episode before with Gia and I just felt like we're to your point like they keep dropping in these things in previous episodes and then it's weeks before we circle back to them so it's kind of sort of hard to have the same like understanding what the stakes are and how things are connected and like gathering the full weight of like what's happening in each episode and tying them in so like it just feels weird that we got that great episode with Gia, which, you know, came from the episode with Atticus picking up the phone and talking to her and, like, leaving us on that cliffhanger to us not going right back into the moment where Atticus is on the phone with her, 
is a, honestly, to me, dropping the ball from a narrative perspective. But going into episode seven, I am, I just feel like I loved, I, I, I really enjoyed seeing Hippolyta, like, you know, get to enjoy these experiences, um, especially like, you know, through experiences through like other, with other empowered black women throughout history. Right. Um, I also really loved her nude scene um, on the spaceship because I realized we, I feel like we don't see a lot of like middle-aged nude bodies in like mainstream television shows. Right. So that that in itself I think is like worth noting. But I mean this episode overall like I just don't know what we're supposed to be really taking away from it. Yeah, they had uh, like the narration over the end when she's uh, Orthea Blue, but I don't know. It all felt sort of abstract. I felt like I was missing something, but I don't know. Maybe I don't know. We should. I guess there are what ten episodes, right? So maybe it all will be explained later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did appreciate that they're that they're saying that, like you know, in her own way she was really limited by our current society, you know, by having to fit into, like, this cookie-cutter box to be more palatable, especially as not only a woman, but as a black woman, which is, like, a very common and important theme to keep addressing within the show. But I feel like in the grand scheme of things, like, we didn't get anything extra towards the entire plot. Or, I mean, this, this was, like, basically a throwaway episode, in my opinion. When we, when we just had what was essentially sort of a throwaway episode. Yeah, like the episode before was a nice example of a throwaway episode that tied into the bigger plot and sort of explained this prior relationship that had been hinted at. Um, and it felt like it could be looped back into the whole thing. But the I Am episode felt more like a detour and... Uh, it was unclear how it tied in or why it tied in or what that time jumping device was or what the point of her or the time and dimension jumping device and if she actually did jump time and dimensions or if it was all in her head uh sort of like a, a hallucination put upon her by these aliens what the aliens wanted how real they were at all what they have to do with anything or more likely i feel like it has nothing to do with anything it's just like another adventure in this mm-hmm magical science fiction horror fantasy world yeah i mean i think on that note too like i think it like this episode like required i feel like just too much work um which i really don't mind in shows when it's done well like i just feel like for example like putting all the time the time and space coordinates in the bottom left hand of the screen is like an like obvious tricks to make people do more work into digging into an episode to me just feels cheap and I didn't appreciate it. Yeah, like what do we do? Like why are you adding this level of confusion for us? I mean, I just, I just, I wish this episode had been done differently or had been like woven better into the story. I think the only takeaway we got from this was that Atticus got a copy of Lovecraft Country. From an alternate dimension so maybe he's gonna have like more of like sort of like understand what's gonna happen in the future but again we're left on some sort of another like a uh, weird unanswered cliffhanger so it's hard to know how this is gonna tie into the bigger the grand scheme of everything yeah well 
Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Or maybe we won't. I don't know. Because um, there's been a few episodes where, like, they don't explain what happens in the subsequent couple of episodes, and then they sort of leak some some tie-in stuff later on, like, several episodes later, to the point where you don't remember why they're telling you this. Mm-hmm. So, it's one of those shows where you feel like maybe it would have actually been better if it had just been, like, a bingeable show where you could watch all ten episodes in quick succession. Um, yes. Because all the, the space of the, the weekly version, you forget some stuff. Yes, and there's, like, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Dark out there, but that's an example of a bingeable show where I feel like it's very complicated and I don't know how it would stand up to having a week-long gap between some of the episodes. Just for the sake of, like, remembering all these small details and understanding how the timeline ties back into everything. This is one where I feel like in a vacuum of just, like, watching all of Lovecraft, like, this would, everything would make a lot more sense. But because we keep jumping around with all these bottle episodes and we still don't have a lot of, like, questions from episode one answered and i'm okay i understand about like you know having a full season mystery but in a way that's like sort of like we're not connected to the 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 initial question that was even asked i think just isn't the best uh storytelling strategy to go with this show yeah it's like and with that it was weird too because they showed her or him turning into her no her turning into him at one point, a couple episodes before they revealed who it was. So we sort of knew, but didn't totally know, and then we found out for sure. So it was anti- it was anticlimactic by the time we found out, but it was also just sort of a random, confusing blip when they first showed it to us. So they robbed us of, like, it being exciting because we already saw it coming, because we'd literally seen it before. But not quite, but almost. So I don't know. It was just weird. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's this show's kind of erratic, but it's definitely interesting, and uh, I'm intrigued to see what happens next week. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely. I think this show is is important to have, and I don't think it needs to be like necessarily like some sort of like it. It is a masterpiece in its own right. I think just like as far as like breaking into the genre in the way that it is. Um, and maybe the next three episodes will change the trajectory of, like, how I feel about how the writing has been thus far. But, I mean, overall, like, it's, I have been enjoying it. I think it's really fun, and I'm interested to see, like, where it goes. Yeah, yeah, it's not like it owes us anything, I guess. Like, it's, like, a sort of different <laughs> experience, so we'll just have to keep keeping up with it. Yeah, definitely. I don't know, I can't really say, like... What predictions do you have for next week? Because I, I don't know. I have no idea where this goes. Um, if I were to say my predictions are right off the bat, it's like going to be... Uh, I really actually don't know. Yeah. It... Ruby is going to continue to work for Christina in the future. I'm going to bet that. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Will they continue to hook up? Will it be as themselves or as like their doppelgangers? I really, I really hope so, actually, that they, like, continue their relationship, even though we know, like, how kind of, like, weird it is. It is. Um, and I, I'm, I feel like Ruby's going to once again take that potion and continue to use, like, the powers of being a, a white woman to her advantage. And I feel like, I feel like Atticus and Letty are going to find out pretty soon. A twist I would love, actually, is if Atticus or Letty actually killed Ruby 
in her white form and then realized it was her later. Interesting. My thing is, like, why is Christina doing this? Like, what what are her goals with it? Is it just to share something with, with Ruby? or? Uh, but it seems like she also wants Ruby to get the pages. Yeah, I think she just needs an in into the house, and Ruby's there. Maybe she's sort of into the fact that, like, Ruby understands what it's like to be disadvantaged. Right. Um, in society, even though they are disadvantaged in, like, very, in very different scale, scopes. Um, but Christina is also like just like thirst for power. Again, we don't know enough about the organization that she's a part of to care. Like she seems pretty powerful already. I don't don't know what else she wants really. So yeah, I guess we'll have to find out because yeah, it's it's unclear. I think like. Like, I don't quite understand, too, like, they hinted, Christina hinted that Attic, that Ruby's family um, has, like, a deep connection to the books, but, like, Ruby is not related to Atticus, so does that mean Ruby and Atticus's families are tied into to the household? And then we also saw that shot of Letitia, um, you know, having the dream of leaving the house uh, that was burning and, and Letitia was pregnant. Um, mm-hmm. Like. Oh, yeah. I guess we didn't talk about Letty's pregnancy, which, again, because the way it's this, this show's been written, I feel like, again, uh, what should have been like a, oh, my God, moment, which is sort of like it felt very yeah. obvious. And, like, we waited so too long to get here. Yeah. And then it makes sense because then like their family like Ruby's kind of family with Atticus in that her sister's pregnant with Atticus well anyway I guess we'll maybe find out next week or maybe not (laughs) yeah maybe not and by next week I mean three days from now yes that's true okay we're gonna find out pretty soon indeed alright well I guess that's all I have Um, thanks Armani for throwing down and uh, hopefully this episode will or this podcast will go up before Episode uh, 8 is upon us. Yeah, hopefully so. TV Corner.